0: This bad boy. I'm trying to get two in a week um, and make one. If I can't get two different people, I'll do one solo podcast where I'm just kind of riffing on stuff and just kind of flexing that muscle. Okay. Just, you know, therapy. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like straight up,
1: dude. It's like I started doing that just to get my thoughts down somewhere i yeah. started like podcasting and like i haven't like put it like I it's out but it's not like no one knows about it right and so i just started Wh- what's it on it. it's on uh what's it called um anchor anchor okay yeah, yeah that's
0: that's free isn't it
1: yeah it's free it's it's super easy to use you just record on your phone it does not sound anything like this this is amazing i know man like this yeah. is wow so
0: the reason why this sounds so good is not actually this particularly it's these dynamite sticks um, These are um, uh, sound boosters. I forgot what they're called, um, but like that's what co- gives. all oh, preamps, okay. microphone preamps. So they boost your regular signal, man, to like something like voluminous. A good one, right? It's a great yeah. investment. I mean, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the way this, I, sound,
1: this sounds expensive.
0: I can't remember if this was. Hold on, let's go. Sure, M S m yeah 7b what do these go for again four 400 wow yeah each each yeah dude i was like sounds expensive and then this was five yeah
1: it's worth it well i mean if i'm gonna do it all the time if you're gonna really do this yeah exactly you can't be on anchor on your phone right (laughs) right If no, you really wanted to get somewhere, yeah. you It's true.
0: Do this. Like the other microphones I had, were were they were decent, right, you know. Right. Um, but there was something comical about them, mm. you know what I mean? Just yeah. quality. Yeah, yeah. You know, it makes a difference. You you could be talking about some real serious shit, but uh-huh. with a microphone with a red head <laughs> on it, you know, it's, it's not going to come across <laughs> right, like you right, really right, care. Right, right,
1: right. You know what I mean? mean speaking into the nose of a clown. Or yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, it Doesn't really. You just need to take it off and put it on my nose. Right. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, um, man, I'm trying to do two. um so when you were doing yours what were you just like kind of talking and riffing on some ideas
1: yeah i was kind of just riffing on um i like i mean the only thing i ever really think about is the connection between everything and like more specifically like the connection between sleep exercise nutrition and mindfulness right and how they all go hand in hand together and i kind of just was trying to articulate my thoughts because mm-hmm. it's all there yeah but to explain it to somebody is completely different and i want to apologize in advance for my Lisp because i have these invisible like oh, Invisalign. Lined, yeah, it's canned, oh shit, candid, nice. So I'm like lisping everywhere, probably spitting at you. But
0: that's all right, man. Uh, This—that's
1: literally what this phone thing is for. Perfect. So it'll be drenched in everyone else's sweat. <laughs> yeah, so I, could, I, <laughs> I really care about getting my sleep and
0: and lifting 400 pounds a day. <laughs> I think I could smell JT here. <laughs> really, the no. scent of man. <laughs> Dude, he just the sat in man, front of the manliest. <laughs> the manliest. I was asking him about his. Um, like when his voice dropped, uh, I said, Did you get a lot more respect? He's like, Oh, yeah. People thought I was 40 years old. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Yeah, there's only like two ways to get real respect. Man. It's like a steroid cycle. And if you drop your, your voice like a, 10 octaves, you know what I
1: mean? i you, his voice is special. It is. It's like, you know, mm. almost on the, on the level of Morgan Freeman.
0: Right. Yeah. He 20, can narrate my life. Yeah. he For probably sure. Could. He
1: probably really could.
0: I'm just going to, I'm going to i'm gonna film videos for my insta story and just get him to like voice over everything
1: easy it'd be like a movie yeah
0: it would be (laughs) damn that's so funny um
1: but anyway yeah but
0: you were getting your thoughts together so
1: i was trying to just um get my thoughts out there so i can hear it and see what it sounded like so when i like spoke to people about it i could make it make sense because it's i mean you it's really hard to make sense of Everything being connected. And yeah. Like put it in a way where people are gonna understand it and not look at you like, well, this dude is just rambling like crazy. Like he doesn't really know what he's saying right now. Right. So that is like what I was trying to do with it, but I'm still not really there yet.
0: Well, I think that's I think that's always the trouble with like something that you really are like you really feel mm-hmm. and your feelings are true, but it's hard to articulate. Yep what those feelings are and like the data behind the feelings. Yep. Cause like you and I read so much on this stuff yeah, that it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And then you try to tell somebody and you're like, I can't remember everything in that book. You, you know what I mean? Know,
1: you just know it. Yeah. And you can't say it. Right. But you're like, just listen to what I'm saying. Just, yeah. Yeah. Like you want to say it in the most simple way, but sometimes people need facts,
0: you know? Yeah, they do. So it's like
1: memorizing those facts so you know it in your heart and being right. able to articulate Articulate it back in a way that the person can understand without knowing as much as you know,
0: and be able to receive it and receive exactly. Because yeah. like, I, after my MDMA session, mm. uh, oh, I don't, we have we haven't talked about that, have we? You told me you did it. Yeah. Oh
1: no, I saw it on Instagram. Okay. You did gotcha, it, gotcha. But I never heard the full experience of it.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, it's it it takes so to, so long to talk uh, to explain, but one of the things is I didn't realize how much. Um, how much emotion played into people's understanding of things mm. you know like you can express something very logic like in debate when you learn how to debate mm-hmm. uh, you realize that you have to convince the other person yeah. right yeah. so there are tactics you use to convince that other person of your side or, or whatever and you try to make it as logical as possible Right. but th- in that process you still don't uh, you don't do anything with the emotional uh, feelings behind why they feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like you and I could be like, hey, look, you can't eat this food and this food and this food mm-hmm. and then sit at a desk for eight hours a day and expect something to change.
1: That's just a logical thing.
0: Right, it's logical. But to them, they have an emotional connection to that, you know, to bread or to something from when they were in middle school where their parents were fighting and they would just go to their room with a bag of Doritos. Right. And they've never never connected with that child Mm -hmm. and been like, hey, look, you were too emotionally immature to respond correctly to this situation. Yeah. And you just went to Doritos and you've never had like a fresh look at that. To like to be like, oh, you know what? I didn't need that. I needed it at the time because I was at the emotional maturity level of, mm-hmm. hey, this is how I can get by and survive mm-hmm. in this situation. But now I don't need it. Right. So it's a different it, person now. Yeah, exactly. But but it's hard to it's hard to come to grips on that on on the fact that you're so much different.
1: One hundred percent and it's physiological. and the same. Right. Exactly. You're it's like all of the parts of you at the yeah. same time. You're not like completely different. That just that's just one aspect of you. Now you've grown into all these different aspects of yourself over these all these experiences that you've had. Mm-hmm. And the emotional experiences are the ones that stick with you for a reason. Yeah, When the emotion is strong, those neural synapses, they connect a lot stronger and they bond and they like solidifying your subconscious mind yeah. so much easier. And uh, I was actually just watching um, this. It was like a documentary show type thing. It's new on Netflix. Uh, I think it's called the human body or something like that. And the first episode is talking exactly about how your emotions, if you have a strong emotional connection with whatever you're learning, it's going to forge that connection so much more powerfully. And your neurons and your nerve cells, they actually shift and change to make that connection even stronger. And over time, the more times you fire and wire that specific neural synapse, the stronger and the thicker The connection actually physically gets as well so the thicker it is the harder it is to let go of that particular thought process so that kid who brings the bag of doritos if that emotional um, event was so powerful that it's now subconscious physiologically it's going to be harder for him to actually prune that neural synapse yeah which means like the neural synapse like kind of like shrivels up and dies
0: right? versus gets stronger. Yeah, that pathway is kind of like, not being used anymore.
1: Right. Except if it is being used continuously from the age of five until the age of 40, 35, yeah. you know, our typical clients right. that we see around here, that's a very, very strong connection that and, they're making. Yeah, and brain.
0: that creates a personality. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It's insane. Dude, when I did, I got goosebumps just talking about it, but when yeah. I did the, the MDMA session, um... It just it it really it made it made sense of all the stuff I was reading, mm. um, you know the like, Joe Dispenza you know. and, and all the stuff that we talk about.
1: And that's a good point too. Before you finish, yeah, this. go ahead. Like your experience is so much more powerful than just reading something, like to so, go through it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and that's that's one of the things about the MDMA uh, session is when I started explaining it to people, I was like, oh no one could have explained this to me mm. the way that I experienced it. And I was like, damn, all the words I'm using are actually doing less justice towards the experience right. because it's such an emotional experience and especially for men who have been told to shut their emotions off mm. yeah. for whatever reasons, you know, right. survival. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, That you don't even remember your feelings. It's crazy. So when it, when it floods you, which is what what MDMA does is it floods your system with serotonin, right? The feel-good chemical in the the brain. You feel like a kid for the first time since you were like six, seven, eight. Wow. What is
1: that? I know it's hard to describe, but what does that feel like?
0: Well, I had... uh, So when I was in the session... Uh, I asked. I remember. Uh, I've I've done so much research on. It. I've I've got a book like 400 some pages long of like wow. 50 firsthand accounts of of patients doing MDMA, and
1: uh, and in what form did you take it in?
0: Uh, just powder form. A, okay. Put it in a pill. Okay. And um, and what happens is, um, damn, what was I saying? So your
1: experience with it, uh, what happens when it floods your body? With oh adrenaline? yeah.
0: So I, I remember somebody had asked. They they had uh they were they were writing a blog and uh, about it and they said uh, I let go of my anger mm-hmm. in the session and what I realized was it's not that I needed the anger you know it's he said but it was my best explain explanation was like you know when you gotta have to take a shit mm-hmm. and then you take that shit and you feel so much better right absolutely but you have a memory of that shit being there yep and it's like well it's not there and you don't want it and you don't need it. Right, and you you don't have any like desire for it anymore, but you remember you know it, it was there. You know the feeling, so you gave it space. So ha- that space needs to be filled up with something new now. And he was like, I needed to like reconnect with like that thing that that sparked me as a kid. Okay, like what was that? What was that feeling, or what was that thing that uh, that kind of like excited you as a kid mm. that was suffocated by this. Uh, uh, reactionary emotion or whatever that you that you now have turned into a personality. That right? makes sense. And I was thinking about that in the session and then all of a sudden dude, I was back to being a kid, living in the woods in North Carolina and I remember running down the stairs outside and grabbing my shoes which were covered in mud from the day before, you know, yeah. just playing in the woods. Yeah. I just beat them up against the brick wall knock all the mud off I put them on, strapped them on, and just sprinted into the woods, yeah. looking for like a new creek to play in or or a new tree to climb. Yeah. Like that was that was the goal. All right, today, new creek, new tree. You know <laughs> I what find I mean? Some frogs or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so I just ran it. and I was like, damn, I used to enjoy my day. Wow. I like I used to choose to enjoy my day. Wow. And I was and like, damn, it was a any, choice. I'm ma- holding you back. Yeah, I made that choice when I was a kid that. Finding a tree is going to be the enjoyable part of my day today. Wow. And uh, it just hit me. I was like, oh, dude, you were just adventurous. You were courageous. You didn't like you would go to school and you'd meet kids and they'd be like, what did you do? And I'm like, I just go home and like climb trees Uh like like, taller than my house and Uh like jump from tree to tree or something. And they're like, Uh oh, that's crazy. And I was like, I always felt pride in being that courageous, Uh like wild kid you know what i mean and that's like so
1: basically that's the energy we're born with until we go through life experiences that kind of suppress yeah our natural state of being which is that the the feeling of just doing what you love all the time
0: yeah 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 and it was it was weird i was like that's what i got to get back to it's not necessarily a thing like oh you wanted to be a ballet dancer and Mm -hmm. you stopped that it's like that could have been what you wanted to do sure but also i think it was like the uh the energy behind it you know the the faith behind it you know what i mean it all comes down to that it really does dude there's
1: nothing else in this world that matters more than what you believe yeah what you have faith in what you like the that's why religion is religion yeah right because every religion is based on one thing what
0: you believe in yeah you got to believe something That's it. Yeah.
1: What do you believe about yourself? That's powerful.
0: It is. It is. And and, and I, I kinda got reconnected with that hope that you have as a kid. Wow. Cause like the, the hope you have as a kid is like based on you doing stuff and succeeding at it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're playing around the house. I wonder if I could, you know, jump over the couch today. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you do it. I you're remember. like, yeah! And you run and get your brother like, right. I just jumped over the couch. <laughs> and they're like, what? Yeah. And they're like, I want to do that, you know. Nothing I mean? else matters in that Nothing. Moment. You just jumped
1: over the couch. Exactly. You did that shit. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I. all that mattered.
0: That's what like uh, stood out to me when I met Matt Cars. Mm. I was like, oh, this, k- this kid. kid still plays games. He's just a big kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's still playing I, games.
1: Yeah, and it's contagious, right? It's so, it's that so contagious energy that he gives off. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah,
0: and this whole past year, I'm just like, I, I gotta preserve this energy. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know, right. he, all the stuff he's going through. So I'm just like, man, like. But I think that's what friendship is. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. you you see something in somebody else, and you're like, he needs to keep doing that shit because mm. I want to keep doing that shit. Right? You know what I mean?
1: It's like a reflection of you. Yeah.
0: Right, and if you don't let your your ego get in the way and be like, well, well, he can do that just because he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's got a car, or, you know, or right, he's got right, a, right, it's like, right. yeah, that helps, right? But at the end of the day, you got to choose, yeah, either to have that fun to right. pl- be playful or not.
1: Exactly. That's that's the biggest thing. that you just said, it's a choice. Like everything yeah. we do, you just make that decision to be who you want to be. But some people, and you know what, we're always doing it. Every yeah. single one of us is making that choice. Some people are just doing it subconsciously, and then others are doing it intentionally. I feel mm-hmm. like guys like Matt Cars, it's intentional. Maybe it was yeah. easier. Uh, who knows? I don't yeah. know his his full story for sure. But um, you know, he you can see like he is being his best self on purpose, right? Like, like most of the time. Yeah. So all of us have that ability. It's just some of us don't realize that we have that ability maybe based on past experiences or whatever.
0: And so that's why that more than anything, I think that is why uh, the MDMA uh, therapy is so important because you remember that you had it.
1: It never leaves you. It's still there. You just have to remember it.
0: And so that's, that's the impact. Uh, And that's why people have like, you know, with their addictions, they've, they've found relief from addiction because the MDMA allows you to remember that hopefulness uh, and uh, without any uh, shame or guilt mm, that you've put on yourself I see. Yeah, you know, which you, which you've done the past 20 30 years of your life right you know I had a, the, keep that thought but there's like uh, there were like I don't know four or five six different uh, people who did their you know MDMA that were in their 60s okay and each one of them was like I wish I'd have done this 30 years ago Wow. at that and it was it was so funny. Like they would say twenty to thirty years ago, and they were like fifty or sixty. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? There's That's something like, magical about I didn't thirty. Like that age. <laughs> There's something magical about thirty, man. Yeah. Because when I hit thirty, it was a different shift. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm thirty right now,
1: and I feel like this has been the most transformational year of my life. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I've been you know, questioning whether I should, you know, experiment with like MDMA or whatever else. I've done shrooms one time when I was a sophomore in high school, but I didn't, I don't even think I did it right. Right, probably didn't. And I'm in a different mind state now, but um, I feel like I'm just interested to know, like like the entirety of the experience before Mm -hmm. I actually get into it. And do I need it? Like, do I need something outside of myself to get to where I want to go? Do I even know where I want to go? Like, right. I have so many questions for myself, mm-hmm. um, but I've definitely been thinking about, like, ayahuasca. Yeah. Because that's in, MDMA is in ayahuasca, correct?
0: No. So... Oh, what is it? So, the DMT. DMC, DMT yeah, is MDMA in the ayahuasca. Is, yeah. Uh, so, the thing is with, with, like, a psilocybin, mushrooms, right? Yeah. Or LSD, or DMT, or doing an ayahuasca brew ceremony? Is... The experience is so, like, overwhelming uh. that you you don't always, you're not always able to, like, um, draw conclusions from it. Okay. The MDMA, because, I mean, because you can have, like, a bad trip, quote-unquote. Right. Just a, a trip where, you know, you're experiencing a lot of anxiety yeah. from things that, you know, you have done or have been or have done to you and and, and you just kind of like deal with it. It's like you're wrestling with it. Okay. It's what it seems like. I've not done them, but it seems like that. And uh and that's what all the the professionals like the therapists Definitely will
1: talk have about. to go to like a shaman or like Well, a- y- yeah,
0: I mean, you can do it on your own, but obviously not as uh uh suggested. Yeah. But the MDMA allows you to just be overwhelmed with uh love and calmness just peace so that you can finally look at a traumatic event or something in your life that you're dealing with uh-huh. from an objective perspective without that tr- that trauma or stigma attached to it that you've always had
1: so what type of environment do you put so this is in? what you
0: do you it's you put a blindfold on you lay down uh, for six hours okay and it's six hours it's the the fastest and most peaceful six hours you've ever spent in your life. I'm sure. Yeah, um, when it's over, you're just like, "What?" Well, time's not really a thing, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> time doesn't time doesn't exist. It's just like a mental mind. Time ain't right? nothing. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing to me. Um,
0: um, but yeah, so that's that's what it's like, man. You don't you don't you don't feel like it's been six hours, and you're wow. just you're just in such a state of, I wouldn't say euphoria, but just peace and like you can finally breathe deeply like so so what they've done is is that's why by 2023 mdma should be legalized for therapy therapeutic use because it's helped people with really traumatic issues like soldiers coming back from war ptsd any type of ptsd it's it's amazing for because it finally relaxes you Mm, i'm sure that's that's the deal
1: and it's like It's like residual effects, right? Like, it's not just that six hours it it lasts
0: for... Well, so here's the thing. It's the... the, Now you have the memory. Like we were talking about. Like, now you remember how hopeful you were. Now you you remember uh, how innocent you were and uh, how all this external stuff was just thrown on you. And you couldn't have dealt with it. So it's like you, you relieve yourself of like this burden of perfection okay you know what i mean
1: yeah i think a lot of us feel everyone that burden.
0: everyone everyone yeah. who's got an ego and i think that's everybody
1: <laughs> you know i talk to a lot of people especially in our field like yeah. personal training you just you meet with a lot of people and then you talk with family mm-hmm. i was actually in brooklyn this past weekend and i was talking to my aunt and my cousin and my little brother has said the same thing he they're like yeah our whole family has anxiety yeah and we think it's ancestral. Mm. It's like in our DNA mm. and no one talks about it. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, I've seen it in pretty much my whole family. I've seen it in, in a lot of the people I know. Like, I feel like everyone has a feeling that they're not doing enough or they are not enough in themselves. Right. You know, A lot of people have that. And I'm just observing it because I've been aware of my own anxiety and just reading like joe Dispenza and stuff like that i have been working on separating myself from that feeling just if it comes in just sit with it let it pass through accept it and then try to yeah. think of something uh change my state of being i think that's a real skill is mm-hmm. changing your state of being yeah. to be uh either grateful gratitude joy Whatever it may be, yeah, um, and it just takes practice. But I feel like um, so many people could use something like MDMA to help with that process. It's a reset. Yeah. So,
0: and 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 the reason why you you would benefit from it, and you were saying the residual effects of it post session. This is the residual effect. The residual effect is the memory of of you know everything you experience in the in the session, but also. The integration process. Okay. So the integration process um, happens through different ways. Um, meditation, mm. uh, where you you meditate on what happened in the session, on okay. the the answers that you got, and and when people say, "Man, you get," answers, this is how I put it: like, for once in your life, you're so relaxed that you can use your own inner wisdom mm. to solve your problems. Yeah. You know how you can you can look at everybody and be like, "Oh, this is what you're dealing with. This yeah. is," da, 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 da. Right, right. and you think you're doing it to yourself. Yeah, but you—I mean—you probably have things in the way, yeah, some yeah. some old beliefs or some some beliefs that have formed along right, the way. Right. The because only way of,
1: to do it is to get beyond yeah. those beliefs and get beyond yourself, and like you said, yeah. see it from an objective. It seems, yeah. So you're not actually in yourself.
0: Yeah. And so what I would do is I would meditate. Like my meditations became re-en- uh, re-envisioning the session because you're blindfolded for the whole you know, six hours. Right. So you have things that pop up in your mind and you see it as clear as day. It's not hallucinations. Yeah. It's just, you know, when you meditate and you think about somebody, you pray about somebody and you see their face pop up, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in the MDMA session, all that happens is you're like, hmm, what about my dad? And all of a sudden, your dad's face pops up, and you see him for who he truly is. Okay. So I'll give you an example. That the first thing that popped up for me was my dad because he recently passed, right? right, right. And uh, I saw him at his worst, yelling, angry. But this time, I was like a foot and a half taller than him. So from the very beginning, that's when I th- that's when I realized the MDMA was affecting me. <laughs> because the perspectives shift ah. instead of looking up at him I was looking down at him and I could see his his, his balder head he was balding right in his okay. 30s and 40s and uh, but he was always a huge dude big wrestler football player yeah and um, I was looking down at him and for the first time instead of seeing fear on his face all I saw or or all I instead of seeing anger on his face all I saw was fear Wow and that was the first time I'd ever as he was as he was he was, like, he was like yelling past me. Like he couldn't he wasn't directing it at me. It was it was all right off my shoulder. Mm. And I was like, he's not even looking at me, is he? Right. And I was over him, right? So right, it's like right. he's not looking at me. And I was kinda like trying to get down, but he was right. he was throwing all that energy that way. Okay. And uh and I was like, Oh, that's all fear. And I started connecting his relationship with his dad, where his dad died of lung cancer when he was like twenty years old, like, and he hadn't, wow. he had no men in his life to guide him wow. through adulthood. You
1: know, that's crazy. I, continue, if, yeah. you, if you have more,
0: yeah. And so, so he was like, okay, all this is on me. I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta, you know, su- supply or provide for my family. I gotta provide for my new family. You know, like yeah. when I get married and have kids. Yeah. And he was, I, this is what I believe. I, I feel like he was never able to really get past his father's death. Hmm. And it haunted him. And that fear from that sudden event was like a PTSD for him. Yeah. And it just, it held on to him for years and years and years. Yeah. And if there was anything I would have, I would have given my dad, it would have been one MDMA session. Just for him to feel that relief Mm. and realize, hey, it's all good. Yeah, like you know, you're okay, right?
1: You know, I I can see like just you telling that story. Like my dad went through similar experience. He didn't grow up with the dad. The only thing he remembers from his dad sitting on his lap playing the piano with alcohol on his breath, and that's the only thing. He remembers from when he was very, very young. He doesn't even remember what he looks like. So he mm. grew up without a dad. And my dad's the nicest guy. Like, yeah. never really gets angry. But I, I can see when he does get upset. Um, it's, it is fear. It's like that's that's the base of any of those negative reactions is fear. Yeah. And I can definitely see how, um, how it's affected him and the way he has um brought us up you know i think he's done a great job considering what he's gone through but even now like he'll call me and be like hey like are you okay over there like uh, is it a good area like he'll he'll be like watching the news all day and like just like reinforcing that that fear in his head with the news or with thoughts of me not being okay out here or whatever but it's all based in fear and it's just crazy to to hear your story and how it's so similar to like my dad's story. Yeah, yeah it's insane.
0: And I think that's uh, a big thing with men is they're just expected to make things work. That's you know? You know. And and women and women look, women are looking for a man who's got his shit together, who's got a career, blah, blah blah, and they're like, "Well, that's what men are taught to do, right?" And it's like not necessarily. Yeah. You know, not everybody's taught how to do it mm. but every man's expected to do it right you know what i mean yeah and that's a big burden it's
1: like societal yeah yeah for sure for sure
0: and i always say this but men are men's worst enemies yeah i think because i think that
1: could be said for a lot of people not just men, men for even, sure yeah
0: for sure but like the amount of male homeless people mm. drastically more than that's female homeless easy. people. Yeah. like if you like females it's like if you've got family and friends, they don't let you go homeless. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. But if you're a guy, wait, well, hey, take care. He's of a it. man. He's got yeah. He's yeah. got a man up. Make get his shit together. Right. You know, it's like yeah. damn. Right. It, it's tough. It's tough on men. Mm. I agree. But yeah. yeah, I think I feel like you know, our fathers are very similar. And and you know, when you don't have that, I mean, my dad had him had his father for a while, but like.
1: A lot of life where you don't.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of life where you don't. You know, and and
1: uh, when you're 20 years old, how much do you actually know? None. If I go back 10 oh years God. to when I was 20, and I think back to the the decisions I was making at that point, my, right? Just my overall mindset, man. Yeah. I'm. That is an aspect of myself, but I have. I feel like I've grown so much out of some of those decisions. I, I just make completely different decisions now that I would look at myself as. Like, if I was 20 years old looking at myself now, I'd be like, whoa, how are you even doing that right now? Like, right. W- like, your life seems boring. You're going to bed at 9.30? I know. You're vegan? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. why don't you go out, find some girls, yeah. get drunk tonight. It's Saturday. You know, go do some, I don't know, do something crazy. Yeah. But, like, it's like my mentality now is like, oh, I was just using those things. Yeah, to like fill a void that I didn't know that was even there. Right. You know what I mean?
0: I didn't realize that because I grew up very conservative in a fundamentalist environment and things like that were so demonized mm. that I didn't, re- like I I always looked at people who were going out and partying and stuff like that as like, I feel, I felt like people were doing it literally because they wanted bad shit to happen to them. <laughs> I'm like you are so fucking dumb <laughs> for for like you know getting drunk and dry you know it's just like going yeah. to crazy parties with people you don't yeah. know that's like, I, that's how I was viewing things mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that that was just their coping mechanism right. for whatever they were dealing with and you know every
1: single time
0: and I had my own right we all you know were. yeah
1: and every single situation that we're put in is perfect for us to overcome those situations every trigger every negative situation that we've ever had has been perfect for us because once we understand how we got there we can then make a different decision to get beyond that yeah. situation so unless until we get over that specific trigger yeah we're gonna keep running into it and keep running into it until we eventually learn okay'm I'm, I'm gonna make a different decision become a different person yeah and that's when you start creating new uh, synapses in your brain new neural pathways to be a different person you right. make this Make different decisions and stuff, but until we get beyond that specific trigger that keeps hitting us, keeps hitting us, keeps hitting us, like why is my life continuing to go this way? Yeah. Okay, let me make a different decision.
0: Yeah, it, it's funny. That's so true, and I think that uh, a very healthy, informed approach to psychedelic therapy is is like the, such is going to be such a catalyst for people to make that change because it's all very true and. What I realized when I started microdosing uh, psilocybin, mm. um, I would do a, you know, I would measure it out. So it's a specific microdose where, you know it, So what
1: it's, form is that in? Is it powder? You you powder form? yeah, okay. you grind it up. It's like you, dried and then you yeah, grind it. Yeah, I mean
0: it's the dried mushroom already. All right, right. And then you you grind it up. Mm. Um, and I was always I had P I have PTSD from wrestling. I believe it. Because wrestling is like growing up in the movie three hundred. <laughs> Like that—that's what it's like. It's like oh, that's all that matters: your ability to wrestle. You're
1: just falling down huge holes at all times. Yeah, yeah. In your mind.
0: Yeah, exactly. That—that's it. It's like life or death. Right. In in the form of a sport, which is the worst way to to raise a kid to enjoy something.
1: You know so many, what I mean? So many people do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, when it's all you have. Right. I mean, it's going to be life or death. Right. You know. Yeah. So, uh, I would hit walls doing cardio. So I would I would get to a certain place in my cardio, and then I would I would start getting anxiety, and I would just be I would be like, thinking while back. You're exercising. Yeah, wow. I, I'd be thinking back to in a match, or in practice mm-hmm. where I started to gas, and uh, you know, I'd start losing on points or something like that. You know, you start you start losing position in wrestling and stuff like that, which would end up in me losing, which would end up in some type of punishment. For losing, yeah, either by my coach or you, know, my dad, you yeah, know, yeah. And it's like only when I started microdosing and doing cardio was I able to change uh, my thought pattern.
1: Wow, you change your perspective through microdosing. Yeah,
0: because the the psilocybin, one of the greatest visual uh, visualizations of what it actually does to your brain is this uh, this thing on Netflix. It's called. It might be the documentary you're thinking about. Um, it's I think I know what you're talking about. E- yeah. Explained? Yes. Yes. I so you've saw seen that, that episode yes. where they talk about it and they had the snow covered hill. Yep. That's the best explanation yep. because that's how you feel. Is like your mind is this hill where everybody's gone down this one route on their sled mm. and you've got this huge divot in the snow. Yeah. And all you need is like a, a fresh coat of snow to cover up that divot and Make you can create new, pat- new patterns. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt that, doing cardio. Yes. And I, I started getting past that, those moments of doubt or anxiety. And, I mean, dude, I, I sometimes run when I smoke uh-huh. just to get that savage mode, you know, mm-hmm. get, like, let's grind, I, let's get there. back to it. Um, but then also the micro dosing so that I can actually enjoy it. Yeah, and and be playful with it. Right, you know what I mean. Right, and I feel like if if I were to to make a business, uh-huh. okay, as a personal trainer, I would have all my clients Micra does. <laughs> and, just and, the and and best and do and and yeah, ever. yeah, and improve their relationship with their body and movement.
1: And you you know what, as personal trainers, yeah, it's more than just okay, we're going to do this exercise. We are actually trying to change their neural pathways yeah. to make different decisions. So,
0: and you want them to enjoy it.
1: And you want them to enjoy it because if they don't enjoy it, people change best by feeling good. You yes. know what I mean? Not by feeling bad. If you yeah. feel bad and you do something, that's a negative, yeah. uh, what's it called? Negative association. Yeah. So you're not going to want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. If you feel good about what you're doing, you can then create those neural pathways so much faster. And yeah. then subconsciously your life just gets better. Yeah, Like every decision that you made and going forward is going to be made made based on these subconscious pathways that you've now created mm-hmm. that you don't even have to try to make your life better. It's just yeah. happening. Your decisions are easily made now. Yeah. So I feel like that could be a great business, man. You well, I mean, I think, I think it's the I most honest. That. I think
0: it's the most honest. Yeah. Um, because a lot of self-help is a lot of... And I think about this. Like before psychedelics people changed through rigorous restriction right yeah like you know it's like well, this one thing killed my father he was an alcoholic and mm-hmm. his, he had cirrhosis of the liver and died go i am exact never other drinking yeah. and my son is never drinking my dad it's all fear
1: my dad he never drinks right ever and i yeah. think and not but, not to say that he needs a drink. Right, exactly. Right? But it was but like, based that's on what, that yeah, exactly. experience. And yeah. so that pendulum swung way over here. And then I was born. And I didn't miss a single weekend of partying <laughs> yeah. at UMass Amherst. I was uh-huh. out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday, sometimes right. Tuesday, kind of sometimes on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, okay, I see how my dad's living. Let me try... And go the exact opposite way for a little yeah. bit just to see, like, is this the truth? Like, I feel right. like that's a lot of our, our growing up and going through all these experiences. I think we're all just trying to find the truth. Yeah. And I feel like the only truth is that we get to decide what we want to experience in life. That's the only truth. Once we realize that, we can let go of so much baggage and, yeah. like, so much, uh, so much of the things that hold us back. Yeah. Like the anger, stuff like that. Like when we become the creator of our lives,
0: right? Life changes. You're not a victim anymore. And and that is such a good feeling. And that's that's what people get from the MDMA sessions. Is they're like, oh shit, I get to decide. Right. Like that's that that moment when I was thinking about how much I enjoyed my day as a kid. Yeah. I was like, oh, I decided this shit. Right. I was like, when did I stop? I remember asking myself in the session, I was like, when did I stop doing this? And I was like, oh. When you started realizing that you didn't know certain things and other people did, uh, and you're like, w- "Am I missing out on something?" Right. I say, like, "Oh yeah." So the moment you started comparing yourself, yeah, exactly. classic. How <laughs> classic? How
1: crazy is yeah. that?
0: But that's logical, right? That yeah. makes sense to you. Yeah. But the feeling in the session makes it so true. Man, that's 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 how you can like we you know how we started talking about having debates and talking to people and, yeah. and trying to like put your words and and your feelings into a logical uh, sequence where somebody can be like, okay, well that makes absolute sense. You can do that till you're, you're 80 years old, but until, actually but until you have that emotional connection to it, it's never going to be as as real because it's like now I don't really care about talking about it. Look at that. Because it was such a feeling. Yeah. And I was like, Cause you know I, I read a lot of philosophy and, and all this stuff that you know we talk about because I love it. Yeah. When I did the session, I was like, oh, I don't need it. Look at that. I don't need it's it. Like- I, I kept trying to, like, concisely uh, define terms and 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 find the, the the logical conclusions of of why this is better than that is you know than right, that right. and it was just like, at a certain point, it's all about living it. Yep. And not being, not yet yeah, being it, and in not that state of being. Yeah, being in that state uh, and accepting everything as a gift.
1: Acceptance. I feel like. So I feel like fear. Yeah, is just a product of resistance, for sure. For and sure. Acceptance is the complete other side of the coin. It's yeah. both the same energy, right? It's just vibrating at a different frequency. Everything's vibrating, right? So yeah. Even our bodies, our whole state of being. It's just. A product of vibration and everything that manifests around us is the energy that we're receiving back based on the reflection that we're giving off of ourselves yeah so i feel like that fear is just a product of us not accepting the right the thing that's happening right now you know what i mean right yeah yeah
0: because i mean sometimes that's because you just don't know how you You know know like you don't if you would have had somebody at a certain moment in your life to be like, hey, I went through that exact same thing mm-hmm. and this is how I came out of it, mm-hmm. you could have been like, oh, okay, maybe I could, this mm-hmm. could happen to me. Right. But sometimes you don't have that.
1: You don't even know it could
0: happen. Yeah. To the possibility is not even in your it's mind.
1: Not even in your mind. And I feel like that's, I feel like honestly, that's what life's about. We're not here to just, I feel like we're not here to just be kids all the time and not experience any trials or tribulation. I think we have to. Yeah. Because that is the journey of life. That's why we're here. We're just a product of the universe experiencing itself in as many different possibilities, unlimited, like limitless amounts of possibilities that are out in the universe. It's like yeah. there's no limit to how many ways the universe can experience itself. Right. So I think through our vessels, our physical vessels, and we're all the same in the fact that we all have mind, we all can believe that I feel like that observer is the universe and through our vessel we are going through all of these things to get back to that one truth funneling us yeah. back to the one truth that we are the creator and we are all just the same reflect we're just a reflection of what is true right. which is that everything is here right now right yeah
0: well in theology i mean the uh, the transcendentals are what we define god as mm. the good the true The beautiful, and being Mm. Um, itself—that's all what God is. Um, Going back to Plato's uh, uh, concept of the forms, Mm. it's like there's a form of of this bottle in in another realm, right? In your mind, Mm. there there's a perfect bottle, but this is not perfect. It can never be formed perfectly. There might be one molecule off. You know what I mean? Like Uh. this could be—it's never going to be a perfect version of this can. Right, you know, but there is an idea of what a perfect can would look like. Right, and so that's where we where we where the uh, the Western uh, Christian theology uh, mul- meshed with Greek uh, Greek philosophy, right. where God is truth, goodness, and be- pure goodness, pure beauty, uh-huh. pure truth, something beyond this realm. It's like right, it's, a, it's metaphysical. Right.
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So and, um, I, I I agree with with what you're saying with um, how we're all experiencing consciousness the same way like we're all a part of uh, the truth like a greater yeah, in, yeah, And an I th-
1: intelligent being that is within all of us.
0: yeah, yeah I, w- I was thinking the other day I was like,, um, you know um, you know when you die, it's like okay what what did you do? like what is the ultimate? The ultimate way to like end your life, you know, on a good note or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, you can have all these successes and, and stuff like this, but it's more about you showing a younger version of yourself the path. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because when you're a kid, you're looking up to older people like, oh, they've got it figured out. Uh-huh. They're doing their thing, Chances you know? They're depressed, they're anxious. They're, right, yeah. true, because you don't know. Right, you don't know. But to get cl- the closest that you can to some type of relationship with God in a way that allows you to express yourself completely, without guilt, right. without shame, but always geared towards truth, goodness, and beauty. Right. And once you, once you can keep that your sights on that... Yeah. And whatever it is, I mean, if you like, if you like making these cans, you know, it's like if you do it—that's your passion. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Maybe, uh, but if you do it with that type of idea in mind, where like you know, I'm gonna try to do this the best I can, make it look the best it can, right. For good causes, you know, stuff like that. Right. On, on just a small level like that, right. other people are seeing what's ca- what is capable of, you know, what you are capable of,
1: and it's like the state of being that you're doing it with. Yeah. That people can feel, they can feel your energy, your passion towards making the perfect can. Right. And never stopping wanting to make it better. Right. And they see that. They see your yeah. your perseverance towards something to continually be greater and greater. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that's what we're all striving for. Yeah.
0: And 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 two things can happen, because I saw it in the church. You know, you can you can either really identify in in living it. Or you can identify in appearing as if you live it. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, yes. and it's an easy route to go down. I have a lot of compa- a lot of empathy for people like that because it's all from a good heart. Like yeah. it's all coming from a good place. Yeah. Like, hey, I do want people to think of me as as this. Right. Everybody wants to be thought of as like you know a good person or 100%. or you know uh, doing great things or mm. you know honorable, full of integrity, respectful, whatever. But then you stop doing the thing, mm. and you just present yourself as doing the yeah, thing—the like surface level
1: facade of the thing. Right? You're not actually being
0: it. Yeah, and yeah. you're you're selling it instead of doing it, which sells itself. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not as effective. No, it's not. It's but you not think really. it is. And so, yeah, and then exactly you're like, "Oh like, well, well, I can't appear. I can't appear less. I've got to, I've got to appear better." Right. And then you're starting looking around. You're like, okay, well, well, this person looks like he's got it, but I got to appear more more capable or, or yeah. you know, on the path more. It's like... 100%. And once you start that comparison game, like we were just talking about, you lose sight of, of the living, of the being.
1: 100%. I feel like something I've struggled with a lot of my life, I feel like I had this realization maybe in, like, 2019. I was, like, I was wondering, like, man, why am I so... I used to be so caught up on like, oh, I need to get rich. I need to get rich. I need to right. Live. Yeah, we were there together. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I realized I was just thinking of myself as less than. Yeah. Like I'm not good enough for until I have, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was just trying to get so I could feel more of myself, like yeah. be more. But I started to realize, you know hypothetically, and it's, it's a lifelong practice, right? You have to practice it every day. But I started to realize like, wow, I'm using these things to try and make me feel more, but it's not working. And reading Joe Dispenza and stuff like that, you you start to realize that nothing outside of you is actually ever going to fill that void to make you feel like more. Not as many girls as you get with, not the car that you drive, not as much money as you have, the car, the house that you live in, nothing is going to make you feel whole until you decide to feel whole and like really be, be that energy. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the only way it could happen.
0: I agree 100% with that. And uh, it's like, that's the answer. But the key to unlock it is is realizing what's holding you back. 100%. You know, it's like you can agree with it hundred percent and be like, you know, that's right. I gotta do that. Yeah. And then you are like, well, why am I not doing it?
1: <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> that awareness is the only the first step. Yeah. But like, it's, it's a great step. It's, it's a great step.
0: The, it's one of the most important. Without yeah. Without the awareness, you can't. Change yeah. You are not going to seek anything out. Nope. Um. But that MDMA session gives you those answers. Right. It's it's weird, man. It, it's I hate I hate it because it always sounded woo woo to me. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then I, I found a guy who, uh, very prolific uh, writer, and now he is a publisher. He publishes other people's books. But he was always talking about, he knew people who would do these psilocybin uh, sessions and uh, mushroom sessions or ayahuasca retreats, and they would come back and just be like, oh my God, you know, yeah. you know, the, we're all one. And, blah, blah. and he, he was like, okay, cool, 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 but I'm going to see how you, how you live after this. Right. And he said they would just kind of go back to living that same life.
1: Mm, they don't make any different decisions. And then
0: he had a guy on his team on his, in his business who did MDMA therapy uh, with the person who published that book that was like 400 pages of first-hand accounts. Mm. And he did the session with him, and he saw that guy actually change wow. and like become more empathetic, uh, and he just saw a, a kinder version of him kind of come out of that. And it went on for a couple months and he was like, okay, something, something was different about that. Uh And he came, comes to find out like, that's, that's why the MDMA is so helpful for trauma Uh is it, it finally allows you to be in that safe position to use all that wisdom you have. I see. So You 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 feel like the MDMA is
1: probably way more powerful than psilocybin.
0: They're different. They're for different things. I see. So yeah.
1: You can't really like say one's better than the other.
0: Right, exactly. Okay. But but he, his conclusion was like you should always start with MDMA because that's going to allow you to finally address the issues that you have. I see. Um like I I know a person uh who did it and uh she she went back and she had been obese at one point uh 300 plus pounds. Wow. And she had in the session, she went back to the child. She met like eight different versions of herself, wow. like the child version, high school version, college, post college, law school version, stuff like that. And uh, she had to apologize to each one for not uh, recognizing all the character traits and talents that she had when she was wow. younger because she only, she only was was recognized by certain people in her life for her intelligence at a young age. And so she was like, okay, well, that's what I'm going to identify in. Mm. And she lost track of all the other qualities that she had. Wow. And, uh, see. and like a month before she did it, uh, did the session, she, a friend of hers asked her, um, why do you think all your friends like you? Huh. And she was like, I couldn't answer it. Wow. I didn't know. I was like really like you don't you don't see all your good qualities she's like, I don't I really don't I don't remember like and wow. it was so interesting that, that in the session she had to apologize because she saw all these things that she she was, all these character traits that she had right and that she just neglected right um, and then at a certain point in the session, she made dinner for all these other versions of herself and apologized for feeding them. The food that that she had fed them for years, the shoot, you know, high wow. carbs and stuff like that. That's that she was she was coping with you know whatever she was coping with.
1: So where's she at now? Like with her fitness journey and oh, I mindset. mean,
0: she's had a, a great fitness journey. Um, and she's I mean she's lost over hundred pounds, like hundred and fifty pounds, I think. Man, yeah, that takes more than some that. Serious. Oh, yeah. mental strength. Oh yeah. But in but she had a uh, gastric bypass surgery. Okay. And she also had, you know, skin removed and stuff like that, mm-hmm. those types of surgeries. So in her session, she was um, moving. She was doing like the worm, uh-huh. like for hours. Wow! And I asked her, I was like, "What? Well, what do you think that was?" And she was like, "Oh, I was, um, I was reliving the surgeries." She's like, "I did not realize how traumatic it was on my body."
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah. You know it's
1: crazy. Have you ever like looked into uh the what is it called the testimonials from some of Joe Dispenza's uh the people that go to his like um his retreats yeah, or yeah. whatever. Some of the testimonials? I have, yeah. Like the cancer exact- stuff. Yeah. Some yeah. people like get chosen for healing or whatever. So they lay down in the middle of a circle while everyone is basically praying for them. Yeah. And they have these crazy transcendental experiences where their body, they just can't stop moving their body in certain ways. And in their perception, they have beings from other dimensions coming in and like digging into their intestines, pulling everything out, rearranging it, fixing it. And then they say it's the most painful thing that they've ever gone Mm. through. But once it's done, they're healed. Wow, I haven't seen that one. And then they're physiologically better. They'll go to the doctor and be like, oh, there's no problems here. Like, how did you do this? Yeah, that's uh, I intense. I was healed by some interdimensional beings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing big, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, you watch some of those testimonials, and you're like, geez, like, man. What
1: is actually possible?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It makes you think. Well, I grew up in the Pentecostal church where, you know, people speak in tongues and stuff. Like, you ever heard of that? Um, you know, I might have read that somewhere. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. Um, And I would see people be healed. Really? Like, from, like, sicknesses. Wow. Have you ever been to a black church? Oh, we had some in our town. We were You ever been? Yeah. You see people catch the Holy Ghost? That was my church. That's yeah, what's... speaking in tongues, running yeah. around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. standing in a circle oh, holding yeah. hands. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. one person in the middle who literally you can see them catch the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah. You know what? When I was young That I was would... every Sunday. Every yeah, Sunday every night every and sun... Wednesday night.
0: <laughs> that was me. I
1: would see that and I'd be like why is this person going crazy? Like, yeah, it's, it's just church. Like, right. What, what is this person actually doing? Learning the science behind like what actually right. happens to the human body and like the mind and like, yeah. how it affects every single part of your body.
0: Yeah, there's actually nothing weird about it. There's nothing weird about it. It's actually all supposed. It's like actually supposed to happen. It's Supposed to happen. Yeah. Isn't that crazy though? It is. But the only thing is, it's demonized because the people willing to like put themselves in that type of a position. Mm are not of an educated class. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: They they just, they uh, let go of any, uh, they don't have anything holding them back from feeling. Right. The feeling that it takes to have yeah. that. You know what I mean?
0: I never experienced it, but I would always see people in church experience and my parents would. Yeah. And and I've seen them speak in tongues a few times and uh, it was always fascinating. I mean, it, it was normal for me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you talk to some people, especially out here in L.A., and they're like, "What is right, this person right. talking about?" But it's like you know, your normal's weird to me, right? You know, everybody's nor- normal. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's, what you it's grew all up relative. With. Yeah,
1: that's why we can't compare ourselves, right? It's all relative yeah. to our experience. Yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, but yeah, I would see that, and like, it makes sense to me now because I think they've done some studies on people like that 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 worked themselves up into a into a frenzy, yeah. where uh. Their biology changes.
1: Exactly. It's epigenetics. You know? Yeah. Right. It's yeah. literally a skill that yeah you can get just like um like people who are constantly having anxiety attacks, stuff like that. It's a subconscious program that you're running, right? So yeah. it just happens by itself. So you can practice the opposite, practice gratitude, practice joy, practice. Catching the Holy Ghost in right, the Holy yeah. church, you can practice it, work yourself up into it, and then it's a skill too. And then right. maybe it'll happen without you even knowing it. Yeah, like it just happens while you're driving to the grocery store or whatever. Maybe yeah. that's not the best time. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've no, seen I, some I, people.
0: yeah, I, I still, uh, it's, it's a weird thing to kind of wrap my head around now as an adult because I know that a lot of people that were in that church were uneducated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But as far as good people, the best. Right. The best. And it's like, whenever I hear people who, you know, it's easy to make fun of of that because it's so not what most people are living with, Yeah. you know? But when you know the people and you're like, yeah, that's Steve, you know, Mm -hmm. he's great. I play baseball with his kids. Like, they're great, great people. They had us over for dinner last night, you know? It's like you have a different connection with that person. It's like you, you so
1: it's more real for you.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's a real person, right? You know, it's like out here, uh, politics is so I don't get just, into it, it. It's, it's what everybody it. wants to talk about. <laughs> I don't do it, and they're always right. You, and no winning. No, there's no winning. You can't win
1: a battle in politics. No, if you're talking politics, you no. can't win.
0: And I think the major thing is they don't have someone they care about who has opposing views. Right. There's you know no empathy I mean? there. No.
1: That's exactly it. They can't see the other person's point of view. They don't even try most no. of the time. Because they don't care about
0: them yet. Nope. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a that's a hard thing to force yourself to do right. when politics is your religion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when that is your highest good and and someone doesn't see it that way, yep. they're the other.
1: Bro, you know, you, know, that, you said it perfectly just now and- on my trip across the country so yeah my best friend running across the country from LA to New York so we went through California into Arizona top of New Mexico through Flagstaff and went into Oklahoma Missouri Kansas you know those states oh yeah <clears throat> it's nothing but open empty fields you'll see a house every 5 miles or so smell manure it so was fresh. just like my childhood so fresh man <laughs> so I could see, you know, there was a lot of Trump flags, yeah, Trump yeah. biden signs, mm-hmm. Confederate flags everywhere. Yeah. And you can see why the city, living in the city is so different than living out in the rural countries. And you oh, can yeah. see why Republicans want to attack those like areas For in sure. terms of getting people to believe in what they want them to believe. For sure. Because you're so secluded from other people, you have no idea what... A, black person actually is no. like. like and you can't no you don't you learn that like when you are actually around diversity you can't generalize right every single person is different yeah so in those you know very like those deserts you know you can't even see someone else's point of view because yeah. you don't even see people exactly <laughs> you don't see anyone else yeah so how could you you, you can't even know it Right. So how could you blame that person? That's how I tried exactly. to get. Exactly. No, it.
0: you're you're exactly right because growing up in a small town, um I I knew all the black guys because we played football together. Right. Right? So and they were poor like us. Mm. So it, so got we got along. Yeah, with, exactly. Yeah. And uh, but I can I can see how some people didn't didn't have that relationship because they didn't play sports with them. Mm. Weren't in neighborhoods with them whoever it is Spanish people you know Italian people whatever you're just not around them right. but the ones that you are around maybe they did something negative maybe. maybe they are the the only black people around were committing crimes so you're and like okay you say,
1: this is what black people are like or this is what Mexicans are like
0: and and that's an easy heuristic to go by heuristics are like uh, um, like uh, if it's like cops. Mm. Cops looking for for cars speeding, mm-hmm. without their sp- speedometer thingy, whatever. Uh, they're like, "Well, a bright car is probably going to be going faster because it's a more mm. it's an exotic car." They say
1: red cars, right? Right, red car. Yeah.
0: So I'm assuming if that red car is faster, or if it, I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be faster. Mm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull them over, right? Instead of saying, "All right, well, still got to use this this speed gun," mm. you know what I mean? Right. So Which that's is that's an a, objective tool, right? So that's a heuristic, right? Mm-hmm. But since since you can't be you can't do that with everything, right? You can't It's hard to. It, yeah, it's, it's really very hard. hard. So you make heuristics where you're like, okay, all right, the only black people I know committed crime, like robbed my my buddy's place. So the only, all right, he could do it. He could do it. You make or, decisions
1: off past experience. Exactly.
0: Exactly. exactly. Or you're saying, you're going to say or? Uh no. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, so Um,
1: I feel like, um, in terms of politics and all that stuff, you know, if we want our world to be, I I don't know what, I actually don't know what people want our world to be.
0: I don't think they know either. Yeah, because I
1: feel like everyone's like, you know, there's stuff happening in Gaza right now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff that's happened in the world recently that people are like rooting behind free Gaza, free whatever. But then that same person, is not being the energy right. that they're actually presenting on their story on yeah. Instagram. Or you remember whatever. that
0: video I posted? That was funny. Like every um, white girl in LA. Yes,
1: exact, exactly. You heard about Gaza? Yeah.
0: Have you done anything about it? Yes, no, I'm, I, but I'm, I'm posting about it. I oh, was, perfect. That's great. I was great. dying. Yeah. That was perfect. Yeah. Because, you know, that's not even just LA. No. That's I, anybody. I mean, it's, it's so easy to do that. Right. And that gets back to the, either you do it, Either you be it, or you present like you're being it. Exactly. You know what I mean. Yeah. And,
1: and most that, of us are just presenting.
0: And man, that's a. I mean, you got to have a lot of humility to be like, "Hey, dude, am I doing that? Am I am I just present? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I gotta I gotta show up today. Like, it's not I can't be talking about. It. I gotta be about it. You know. Yep. And that's a hard thing to do. It's Really hard. And you think that you're being a pussy by like. By accepting or, you know, maybe thinking less of yourself, but it's like, well, if that's true, then that's, that's what I have to see. Uh huh. I have to see this.
1: You know, it's a, I feel like it's a gift and a curse because for, sure. for my whole life, I feel like I've been comparing myself, questioning myself, questioning yeah. what I know, even as a personal trainer, I'm like, do I actually even know
0: anything? Dude, I have the same sessions. Someday Man, I'm just like, like who what, am I?
1: What, <laughs> what am I doing? I went through that. Big time on this cross country trip. Like, who am I? Uh huh. But I think without that, yeah, we can't grow. We can't, if we right. don't question ourselves,
0: you have to be self reflective. You have to, yeah, you
1: have to. And, and the people that don't are the people that never change.
0: And that's sad, you know, that's I, I see, I understand why now because I saw I my changed. dad in certain aspects of his life not change. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that fear, mm. whatever it was for him. Uh, however it got to him it got to him and it stuck yeah. and he couldn't shake it right. you know what I mean right you just couldn't shake it it's and I, embedded I, deeply people need that reset MDMA MDMA <laughs> <laughs> well dude we just did an hour man wow an hour and five dude dang so that wow. was fun man I'm glad oh, you finally no, got, no. got here
1: dang this is good that was great
0: see dude
1: I would love to come back if you would have hey dad Even, even just please come back. I'll bring food next time. (laughs) Even just to hang out with your dog, dude. That
0: dog loves you, dude.
1: Loves me. I don't know if it's just me or if it's everybody. Um, I've never.
0: She's never jumped like hidden under the desk and waited for space and then jumped up. So I feel so special. I think she's a slut, dude. She's. I was hoping that wasn't the case. I'm sorry, man. I got to be honest. She was all over JT. Okay. So
1: I appreciate the honesty, but. (laughs) i'm just gonna you know (laughs) but it's different it It was
0: different she's never done that before
1: oh you don't have to make me feel better now (laughs) it's it's already over yeah i hate
0: your dog never coming back whatever um well dude man thanks this was fun thank you appreciate it dog i appreciate you